Voulez-vous coucher coulet? My name is Tukul Masakinto. And I'm Jamal Rashad. And welcome to Black To Our Roots. Yes, darling, To Our Roots, a RuPaul Drag Race RuCat podcast as told by two blackity black queers. Hey, baby, I think that's us. <laughs> One of us is an entertainer. That's me, Tukul Toast. And I am a poet slash Beyonce conspiracy theorist. That's right. And what we have in common is that we're both deeply rooted in the fabulous art of drag. And baby, there ain't nothing we don't know about RuPaul's drag. So come let your hair down every week and kiki with us as we dish on every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race over some OG tea. Because baby, we what? Some OG. And that's the tea. <laughs> Let's get into right. what we came here to talk about. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. Yes, finally here. Yes, I've, we've, we've been, um, full disclosure, Jamal and I have been discussing this um, ad nauseum for about two years now. We've already <laughs> kind of had an inkling, an idea of who would be on. So Right, we've already gone through the entire season. <laughs> I mean, essentially. And that's, and, that's, and that's why you should tune in to us every week because we already have the inside tea. Mm-hmm. I, was on, I was on the production team. <laughs> I was key grip number two. Uh, I was the van driver, so I drove everyone after their eliminations. We will Lots of tissue. Right? <laughs> Lots of tissue. So right out the gate, let's go ahead and just dive on and we've been super excited about this for a couple years and i know you all have been too i know you all have a little bit of like drag race fatigue like you could have used the week between last week's finale and this week but maybe a month girl <laughs> maybe a month and then we're going yeah we're, drag race is doing this thing now where i think it wants to be on tv uh 365 I don't foresee any drag race breaks in the future, so just a word of uh, warning to folks to kind of brace yourself. Self-care is the <laughs> is um, paramount in these times. Uh, mm-hmm. More reasons than one, but also in addition to the um, being held hostage by RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> which we tune in for because we love it that much. Right. That, that's, that's, that's full commitment, because I... When we were doing uh, Celebrity Drag Race, I watched all three and a half hours of Drag Race on Friday. (laughs) That is not my thing. I had to get up and stretch. (laughs) I love Drag Race, but I will take a break real quick to protect my time, especially when it's not that interesting. Um, like For example, it. the first episode of Celebrity Drag Race where the celebrities came out and I said, who is this? And I promptly cut the TV off. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> and I, you could, I can be hear, heard in my apartment saying, who? <laughs> no, oh, I've seen that guy before. <laughs> Not even. Well, we do recognize the queens that are coming in for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. And first up is uh, Ms. Shea Coulee in this lovely poem um, garment. I've been 
if anybody who knows me knows I am I'm willing to cut a bitch for Tabitha Brown and uh, Shea Clay. And <laughs> I am thrilled to see her walk into the workroom. What do you think about this look, Jamal? Uh, I like it. I like that. Uh, I think it complements her skin tone very well. It's refreshing. Uh, I also appreciate that it isn't uh, super like rhinestoned or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feathered or all these other like. <laughs> Kind of like drag out no and i love those things i love the drag elements but sometimes uh-huh. it's refreshing just to see something that's simple and clean um and to to you know just complement all of that with the the gorgeous makeup and the bag and the the laid hair um it was laid i enjoyed it i enjoyed the asymmetry i enjoyed everything about it i did uh hear um bob the drag queen and his recaps Mm-hmm. had an issue with the titty. And when I what looked at the titty, there was none. He had an oh. issue with there being no titty. Um, didn't bother me as much because I'm, you know, I'm used to it at this point, but I mm-hmm. said, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's certain garments I think uh, you can pull off without having a titty, but I mean, it's always, <laughs> without having a titty. Um, <laughs> right, just one. Just, just uh, una, uh, una boob. Um, but, you know, I think it is nice to sometimes fill the garments out. There are just some pieces. I thought this one worked without it, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always, there's just tons of just diverse, she's not really known for wearing huge breastplates anyway. Um, yeah. But there are some pieces that definitely seems like this could have used some additional padding. But that is more of a fit issue, I would say. Yeah, ultimately, I mean, Shay, if I was, if I was like ranking this or scoring it, um, I would give her a, a nine out of ten. It was damn near a perfect look for me coming through. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I will tell you, I would I would prefer her to have been last or close to last because I didn't want like you know you don't want to blow the wad <laughs> first you know when the person walks in. But maybe that's just me. Full disclosure: I'm going to be completely biased to Shakeway the entire time. So. Yeah, full disclosure: I'm going to be completely biased to everyone who isn't Derek Barry. <laughs> and speaking of who isn't Derry Berry, up next we have Miss Cracker. If you're nasty, <laughs> question. Can we, okay, so we'll love your opinion on this dress that she's wearing, this lovely garment. <laughs> really? Do we want to? I'm just gonna say it, we've recorded this segment before. <laughs> there were some harsh opinions thrown out before, um, and I am going to be as honest as I possibly can, but also. Uh, reflect on some of my harsher opinions. So, initially, when I saw this look, I was not a fan of it. And I will tell you why. I wasn't a fan because it felt like she was swimming in the outfit. Uh, and if, and Cracker always has huge wigs. So, the, the combination of the huge wig with the huge dress, uh, initially, I was not a fan of. Um, I will say that what I do enjoy about the outfit is I enjoy the color on her skin. I think that that's a beautiful combination. Um, the wig doesn't bother me as much as it did initially. And yeah, the opposite of what I said with Shay, where I was happy that Shay didn't have all of those drag elements. I then enjoy when I do see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cracker is covered in feathers. Yes. Yeah, so it is not cheap party city feathers either. So I, I appreciate her coming in. What is it called with the feathers? It had a nice ply to it, right? It was okay. a, it was a, I don't a, know that term, but sure. <laughs> I think with, the, with feathers, is, uh, the 
just from my deep knowledge of burlesque, it's I think it's I think it's like the ply. The, the better the ply, the more full and uh, the better the quality of the piece. So uh, for those at home, Miss Crackers wearing this lovely. Uh, when did we decide the damn color of this was? Like I said, turquoise, and I was like, I don't know if that's. Is it teal? Yeah, it's like a teal turquoise, uh, some splashes, sea foam, uh, feather piece up top. Uh, it's 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 a dress, little uh, a line situation. It's full cracker. She has the big giant hair, which I personally love on cracker. I can see what you're saying about uh, in terms of size, because it is a lot of element for a small girl. But I think it's. Um, just really consistent just with how she just has this sort of big um, presence and visibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think she believes that sometimes, but it's true. She does. If you look, look, even if you look at all of her stuff that she does on YouTube, like it's consistent with the Cracker brand and I loved it. Yeah. Um, up next, we have Miss Alexis and Tail coming into the room in a Puerto Rican flag body Bam. suit. Bam! Better ones. Bam! Bam! And most important, uh, she has that stamped painted face Walking into the room. I love Miss Alexis. (laughs) You better. I love that Alexis walks in. She walks in all stars and she gives you every single catchphrase that she's known for. (laughs) (laughs) Like in the talent, if you go a little bit further ahead of the talent show when the she's singing and stuff, you get you get bam, you get sickening no, you get um act the fool girl, you get uh well you don't get I'm a drag queen. You might have gotten Manila is annoying down the line. <laughs> oh, my personal favorite. I just saw Manila Girl. When she's talking about some random. <laughs> I was like, all right, Alexis, stop trying it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. I was like, ooh, was that racism? Um, <laughs> I was like, oh. But I do, I, I enjoy, um. I enjoy seeing Alexis. I enjoy the fact that Alexis was uh, painted for filth, as the children say. 50 Um, funerals, honey. 50 funerals. 50 funerals. And the repairs. Okay. (laughs) And the the bodysuit was beautiful. The cape set it off perfectly. I'm glad that the cape was there because had it not been there, it just would have been a swimsuit and Mm -hmm. I would not have liked that as much. Also, in terms of proportions, I think that it works because Alexis has a huge hair, right? She loves, she loves a, a pompadour and you know, like a yard of hair on top of her head. Yeah, and so without the cape to kind of balance all that out, uh, it would have just looked funny. I enjoyed it, and I really like her little uh, finger gloves. Yeah, it was, um, it was just, it was drag, and Alexis mm-hmm. was deep, 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 like well-known pageant queen. Yeah, totally she's talented, and she brought all of that to um, this nice look. And this will just sort of go to my point that this is such a really great mixed cast that has a lot of great um, old school and like pageant talent in it, and like like some of that deep cut stuff that a lot of the newer fans, I would say, is tends to be resistant to. Mm-hmm. But it is really sort of the foundation and the brick by brick that helped build a lot of your um, some of your newer queens. Remember, you would never have a Vanessa Mangi Mateo if it wasn't for an Alexis Mateo. Mm. And that's the because Miss Vanessa used to dance background for uh, Alexis. That's true. That's true. That's how she became her drag daughter. See, that's that deep knowledge that we were, that we promised earlier. <laughs> In depth, I was the wrong guy the first time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so excited to see Alexis back, and I'm glad that she has another opportunity to. Um, I'm glad that we're erasing what happened at All Stars One. Because we have to. <laughs> Aside from, but poor Chad is like, if you could uh, not erase that win, that'd be great. No, we can erase. We can erase that too. No, we're gonna grandfather her in. <laughs> we got okay. We're gonna okay. grandfather Chad in. Not yeah, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I think, and we can talk about this later about how All Stars kind of it seems like every season i hear rupaul go the rules are suspended forever you know what i mean it's like every uh-huh. season has a new format um and i really would like them to kind of just it's- simmer down for one season <laughs> just simmer down one season you know uh but i'm glad that we did alter the the structure um from the damage that was being done with all stars one because that was Whew. Yeah, I can't even watch it. Mm-mm. It's because it's, it's, it's such a waste of talent. Yeah, oh, such a waste 100%. of talent. You have probably one of the best cast of girls that you've ever had on this show, and they're just completely wasted. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's. It, I appreciate that they try to do new things, but like, you need to be better in which the way in which they approach doing these new things. That it's a little more right. incremental. Right. Like, we're going to, like, change the entire form. The fact that there was no Snatch Game and they tried to do a laugh-in situation. <laughs> I, I love laughing. I I, love, I think it's great. It gave us Goldie, Goldie Hawn saying Sock it to me. Gave us Richard Nixon saying Sock it to me. And then, you know, some other not great things happened with Richard Nixon. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I appreciate that Rue has all of those uh, deep appreciations for those old uh, television shows and those variety shows. It would have worked better as an individual challenge and not a replacement for the snatch game. Yeah, I think that episode is the one that, out of all the All-Star episodes, I cannot watch that one. Yeah, well, yeah it's not good. It's not yeah. good. And I, don't, I think half the cast didn't even understand that reference. <laughs> yeah, it has the least playback value. And a lot of that season does. <laughs> you know who has fabulous playback uh, value is Miss Blair St. Clair coming back from season 10. Miss Thing is all grown up in this lovely orange number. Very Mugler. Has this California um, wave, these gorgeous black. It's, it's, it's reminds me a lot of Detox's kind of drag, but it's still very much so an elevated version of what Blair St. Clair does. I think, I can't wait to see her personally. She looks cute. I think Blair looks good. I think that it's, it's, it's chic. Um, it's together. It isn't uh, doing too much. Mm-hmm. It isn't uh, overwhelming her, which I think is important for drag queens like Blair. Um, I think it's important to know like what their lane and aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. Um, she isn't somebody who I can see just having too much on it. You know, in her original season, she had a lot of uh, gowns that were maybe pageanty. Especially, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that French one, beautiful gowns. She had a lot of beautiful gowns, uh, but I don't necessarily know if that was her. Yeah, um, we talked about this a little bit about how we were sort of defining what a pageant queen actually because I initially thought she was a pageant girl, mm-hmm. but mm, maybe that's not really what her actual uh, brand and aesthetic is. She com- has competed in pageants and she has lovely pieces from pageants that she did well in, but is that who she is as a drag queen? I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. This, it's very nice to see like this kind of um, not a minimalist sort of situation, but it's definitely a much more um, tailored version of what we saw presented during the uh, during yeah. 
And it's nice to see some character, you know what I mean? Because she's coming in and she has an edge of cuntiness to her that I appreciate. <laughs> I, I said it before, I said it again. I, I appreciate it a little bit. Yeah. You got some teeth. Mm-hmm. This is all stars. You know, you come in with some teeth. Yeah, she's all grown up. And is she? you can just tell that she's radiating um, a lot of individuality and, like, ownership of who she is now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you come to all stars for. You want to see the teeth. And then you also want to see people really coming into themselves. And you, down the line, we'll talk a little bit about why, how that didn't happen for certain other people. And how that's mm. not happened for other people who's come on All-Stars as well. Woo! <laughs> oh, I have, I have notes. I took very meticulous notes during my second one. I can see. If this becomes audio, it's going to be so sad. Uh, I'm just sad that the people can't see. Uh, I took how... very good notes. Yeah. And then, like, you, you can tell, when I start asking thoughts, we get further down the line, when I go, thoughts? You know how people, like, share uh, the same fo- uh, controversial posts on Facebook, and they go, thoughts? You already know what the fuck they're going to say, dumbass. Right. Why <laughs> would you post it? You know what they're going to say. You, you're you just stirring the damn pot. That's, that's what happens when we get further down the line. <laughs> and I live for it. Well, speaking of stirring the pot, let's talk about our next entrance look. It is from season three, Miss Mariah, Perez, Balenciaga, Successful, St. James, Bonita Brown, Andre <laughs> Charles, Jody Watley of West Boobarella. Boobarella. She's really nice. And I have a picture of her up on my couch. She's so beautiful. She's very, very nice in person, too. What do you think Aww. of this look? Uh, well, I hope that picture isn't in this look because I wasn't the biggest fan of this look. Uh, I heard her say that it was supposed to be a callback to Barbarella or something like that. I it was a little Barbarella. It's a little, a little Barbarella. I wasn't good. I got Power Rangers. I got Mighty Morphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Barbarella, you know, became a teenager and was, uh, you know, fighting crime and you know, and cast on Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yes, yes. You know yes. what I mean? I don't. I wasn't the biggest fan. I wasn't. Mariah is gorgeous. Love. Oh. Painted, painted, painted. Mug, painted the mug painted. is always is mug However, I was not a fan of this outfit. I was mm-hmm. not a fan of this hair. Uh, <laughs> for you to walk in and say, I'm always grand prize. And it looks like you did not even get third. You might have been chopped. Wow. I was wow. Not- <laughs> Let the record show. I am not the shady one here. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just the, didn't the, do the, the frame, the phrase like a tree comes to mind. And I've watched this and I've watched this episode <laughs> over. I've watched this at this point. I've watched this episode like legit six times. Facts. Six times. And each time I, I look and I'm like, okay, do I really believe this? Do I really believe this? And each time she walks in and I'm yo, nope. See, and that's, I have the opposite uh, reaction to it. Each time I watch it, I'm like, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. I mean, full disclosure, I was not wowed by a lot of the entrance looks, I, uh, especially when you come off of, uh, I, for one, I appreciate some really great high camp and also really appreciate fashion. And there was a lot of great fashion looks that came through on the last All Stars 4. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm, it, it, you, in my head, I don't really want to compare them, but I mean, you kind of have to. There is... Uh, a bar and standard set when you when I walk into the workroom as an all-star. 
So yeah. I mean, it was just not in love with a lot of the looks. But that being said, I'm sure they were. Uh, they spent a lot of money on them, and they um, are high quality pieces. They just weren't my favorites. But every time I look at Mariah's, I like it a little better. I appreciate that the top was really. It was kind of sculpted. Um, maybe I think what your problem is was the color combination. On, on the exterior portion of it. And maybe if it was much more sleek and a little less um, uh, uh, the bench squad of the Power Rangers, you might like it a little better. I think that, I think that my issue with it was the bodysuit underneath. Um, and also, I just want, what I, what I know and love about Mariah is sleek, uh, elegant mm-hmm. um bitchy kind of fashion the way that she came in in season three that's the mariah that i always expect mm-hmm. to show up you know what i mean the ponytail the tight dress and she's just sitting uh so it was it was a little jarring to see because it also just felt randomly uh out of character mm-hmm. for her like an old faithful you know that was the you know an old faithful bodysuit right her on I'm wearing my old paper bodysuit right now. Thank you, Forever 21. But ultimately, <laughs> you didn't get it from Amazon? No, girl, no. This was, uh, this was back when uh, Forever 21 was closing its stores. Oh, okay. I was able to talk them down from 40 to like 25 because it had a little slight rip in the, the neck. Oh. Hiding with a necklace, baby. You'll never know, honey. Never. Okay, I was just asking because, you know, all the girls get their shit off Amazon these days. <laughs> we'll talk a little uh, bit about that later. <laughs> But but I will say this. I'm happy that Mariah is here because Mariah will give you uh, – she gives you television value. She mm-hmm. gives – what is going on? I need What's to going do on with your camera, girl? Well, people, time. someone just called me. I got to do not disturb. This is definitely going to be audio. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say, bitch, you making more work for me, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm serving mugs in this camera, girl. <laughs> I, I went and missed the Rona so I can get my hair cut, girl. So I was looking like a mountain man. I couldn't do that no more. Anymore. <laughs> I like, what happened to your braids? Uh, oh, I, it was too much to have to try to get that. It was like, and it's hot. We need a brave moment again. Loki, I would love to, but it's just like it's 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 a lot of things. I'm super focused on trying to get patio furniture, which I have now. <laughs> Good. Do did, 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 did that shit match? No. But yeah, so I just think that Mariah. Yeah, I'm I'm also really excited about Mariah. Again, she got chopped in her season. Like, oh god, was it fourth or fifth? Against what people say is the worst lip sync and drag race history though i don't believe that is true it's no not- absolutely not we're not gonna say that delta delta versus mariah is the worst one it wasn't interesting but it wasn't but the worst i still but you know what i still feel like i can watch that uh whereas cynthia lee fontaine versus pheromone i cannot watch I literally said send them both home <laughs> okay send them both home. uh carmen Carrera versus yada i cannot watch that was a good lip sync i mean See, we're going on a tangent, and we're not going to have a full episode if we don't focus. <laughs> okay, and you know I don't have great editing skills or brevity, so we need to. <laughs> okay, next person. Next person to walk into the room is Miss Old School India Fair from season three, Miss Las Vegas, and she's wearing this um, almost like this aqua. It's not a teal; it's definitely a blue aqua situation. This big poofy. Uh, 
uh, bodysuit with this long train. It's it gives it's giving me like this like high Vegas like Alexis Carrington look. I love it. India's makeup is much softer than it normally than I recall it being. I and, agree. Um, and I think the jewels that she used on the back to spell the school looked really good. Like I can tell that the construction is uh, was really really well done on that piece. Um, it's very very reflective of who um, India Farah is. Are you excited to see Miss India? I'm excited for India to have another chance. Yeah, I don't know if I'm completely excited for India um, to be here because I think that she is, I don't know if she's going to be like a, a sickening like competitor for the duration of her time here on the show, but I'm excited that she gets another chance. What I like about this season is you have some finalists from their own seasons, but you also have a lot of people who did not place high Mm-hmm. in their initial seasons and you have i think that this is an older cast than most seasons mm-hmm. uh which i appreciate and i yeah. you know one thing i'm curious about though is what's up with india walking into the workroom each time and she has a color scheme issue with another queen <laughs> is there like, i mean that's almost inevitable i mean i i don't this, this she wasn't wearing the same damn outfit like her and Phoenix had little same swoop, uh, the, the wig that every uh, drag queen wears for pink <laughs> when they want to do a, this, this is my Walker girl number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with a little, with a little cunty, uh, uh, with a cunty blonde bang piece. Mm-hmm. And the little Pants swoop. Morgan. Yes. Morgan McMichaels has answered the chat. <laughs> Did somebody say pink? <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm, you know, India is good for a somersault too. So, I mean, if I want to see a lipstick uh, to pink and it's up with a, uh, uh, a floor show that's not Evie Oddly in Brooklyn Heights, uh, let's go ahead and get Miss Morgan Schmeichels and India Fair in the room, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited she gets another chance to. I, I wholeheartedly agree that this cast is, um, how do I say this? Uh, not sound shady, like older. Not older, just like sort of the mid level, like the mid level queens who tend to have this. Um, who tend to get stigmatized into you got eliminated at this point in the competition. You are not mm-hmm. an all-star. And yeah. that is unfair, an unfair sentiment because all of these girls are incredibly talented. There's a reason that you get onto RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just have a bad day. Sometimes it's just not your lip sync. So I'm really excited to see what she brings to yeah. the cast. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into this in a second, but I am excited that Juju B is in the room. Juju B is Aww. back. Juju B is here. Yes. Small kiosk realness. Yes. As, as I said earlier, it's like she started out working at Banana Republic and then she started working in the shoe section at Neiman Marcus. And then she finally got hired on at Michael Kors because that's just where she's been dying. So that's where she's, and that's just sort of where she's been mm-hmm. the entire time at the mall. Gigi walked in in a black dress all three times. Yeah. You know the thing? I don't, I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> you don't think? I don't think Juju was like, you know what, let's keep this progression going. I would live for it if there actually was <laughs> this invisible storyline that she has only for herself. It's only a, like com- comedic for herself. And it's inner monologue about, you know. Right, when she's like, oh, bitch, yes. Her day is working at Lenox Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited that Juju's here. Juju is a serious competition. I mean, there's a reason why she has placed 
It's also interesting that she's placed third each time. Um, time. Each time. She's never good enough to go to second place. Um, definitely not to win. But she each time she's a good third. Um, I'm excited that she's here. Juju is fierce competition. She has personality out the ass. She is uh, a competitor, which I think that they don't oftentimes throw around. Mm-hmm. That term they don't throw around. They don't categorize her as such. Uh, but Jujube knows how to compete. She knows how to play the game. Right. Um, you know, and she's going to be good. She's going to be good TV. Juju's always good TV. Yeah. She's one of the she's one of the talking heads. And this season has a lot of really uh, good talking heads. A lot of these queens were known as good confessional commentators. So it should yeah. be good. I, I, I agree with everything that you just said in that last statement. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I wholeheartedly agree. I am looking. For, Juju just radiates so much joy mm. every time that I see her on the screen, and I couldn't stop smiling every time I saw her on the screen. Um, yeah, it is interesting that she never sort of cracks the top two. Uh, I think a lot of that short that that shortfall comes in the fashion department because Juju is a, 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 a tried and true ready to wear queen. <laughs> So she's, you know, she's not going to give you couture, but she will give you, you know, that young ready-to-wear collection. It'll look lovely. And she has so much wonderful personality. I think she's going to be really, really exciting to see on this uh, season. I would be very upset if she got eliminated early. Mm. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't I, see that. I, I don't think, think so is. either. But we'll see how, you know, the game starts to play out because, you know, we'll talk about it a little later. We already see that there is some Colombo. Yeah, this is going to be a game. Like, we're entering Survivor territory now with Drag Race. Which is so funny, because the queen who is starting it, wouldn't have thought it would have been, would have been her. But, you know, I see it for her, that, for it being her doing it. I do, too, because she needs to worry about getting ousted, because the, she also is not the strongest competitor in the bunch. And I think even she knows that. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. No shame. Up next, it's Derry <laughs> walking in. And remember, what video is this from? Is it me against the music you said? So Mayhem walks into the workroom. Mayhem is not next. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your notes? Where are the notes? Where oh, are the notes? Yeah, I'm on my notes. You know all the notes. You don't have. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be horrible. What do you have for Derek Barry? A blank space. That's why. So <laughs> you know, we when we talked about um, how we were going to when we did our our test run, and you said we we're going to be less shady. I don't think. We, <laughs> I did. I waited. I waited a, a, a full fifteen. <laughs> I waited a full fifteen minutes. So Derek walks into the workroom, and my confusion with Derek is always this: Derek each time says, "I'm going to show you who I am." Mm-hmm. And she never does that. And I think that, I don't know if Derek is even aware. At this point, I don't even know if Derek is aware of this, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a disconnect between her desires, um, her genuine desire, uh, and what she presents. Because it, it's impossible to me that you you consciously know this is what people want to see from you, right? They want to see less celebrity impersonation and more um, authentic drag queen. Right. And 
you keep going back to this well. Like, what is, where does that disconnect come from? So I started to think about this. And honestly, what I think what it is, is Derek is not cut out for this kind of competition. Hmm. And here's why. Derek Berry, as Britney Spears, is Derek Berry's drag. Mm -hmm. It's valid. It's how she makes her money. Mm-hmm. And she's made a lot of money doing it. It's not, you yeah, know. she's had a successful career. Right. It wasn't like people didn't know who Derek Berry was before RuPaul's Drag Race. It was, they knew that Derek Berry was the Britney impersonator. Now, said I wasn't going to be shady. I'm going to let that go. Um, that's just who she is as a drag performer. And it's the same way with someone like uh, um, Miss Fame. Excellent drag queen, mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. fashion girl. Not really cut out for this kind of competition. And some friends mm-hmm. brought that to my attention when we were first talking about season seven, I was, maybe this is, not everybody needs to be on Dragula or Drag Race or um, uh, We Are Here, or Who Wants to Be a Next Drag Superstar Millionaire. That's, that's just, is not everyone's gig. And I think that's okay. And I think it is, you know, we talked a lot about how Derek doesn't have the language sometimes to talk about things that are much more complex and contextual. Mm-hmm. So I think that she just needs to sort of get into that season and the place to sort of say, She's done, she's done everything that she needed to do in terms of the drag race thing. She, can I give it to the bitch? She was top five her season. She was top five. She was top five her season. Yes. She made it to All-Stars. She gets the book for the haters roast. Mm-hmm. And all while still um, doing some Britney choreography. Yeah. I have some problems with, with Derek's Britney choreography. There, I said it. <laughs> I said it. I've been holding that one in. Because she, she does a great illusion. The choreography can use some TLC. No left. Eye. Right. Um, and I think that's just sort of the lane that she needs to stay in. But Derek walks in, and it is on site with India Fair. <laughs> One thing that Derek Barry don't do is hold no punches. And if you go back to season eight, if you go back to any of the interviews that she does and she is getting, um, she's relentless. Or she is relentless. And when she she went on Hey Queen, she wasn't wasn't pulling any punches. She was telling the truth. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that drama later because it doesn't, I was hoping for um, some throw hands kind of moments this season. I'm not going to lie. I mean, because. You want to see a fight? Well, because the drama when they come in for like All Stars is always something like, this person got me fired from the nightclub that I used to. Yeah, work it's with. always <laughs> about this. It's like, because uh, do you remember the what I thought was hilarious uh, was that Alexis was enjoying this. But do you remember in All Stars one when Alexis had that beef with me, 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 the same yeah. shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same exact shit. Mm-hmm. And then All All Stars four, Gia, Gia Gun and Pheromone. Pheromone's friend walks into my workplace. I was like, no, girl, I want, I want some real tea. Come on. <laughs> I want to well, hear about arson. Damn it. You know, the, you know what the real tea is, right? What? We have not talked about Derek's outfit. <laughs> During this Derek segment, we talked about everything else. I don't think I wrote down any actual notes about the outfit. <laughs> he said that we were going to be less shady. And I, I didn't have anything nice to say. Um, to, if I didn't have any, if I didn't have the two bread pieces to make a compliment sandwich, I could not, in good conscience. <laughs> I'm trying to use my my one rule, my one. Oh, okay. Listen, the, the more truly I, mean, I have, good. though, it, well, I'll, that say something. I'll say something about the outfit. What? And it won't be shady. 
Um, it was a decent replica of a Britney Spears costume. You are a liar. It's the exact outfit that she wore under BMA without, you know, I had a problem with the wig. The wig was suspicious, but the outfit itself was the exact replica. There was nothing wrong with it. I mean, and also I have a thing about flats on drag queens, but um, the outfit itself, I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're reviewing the outfit, mm-hmm. it accomplished the mission that it was it set out to do, and that was to imitate the Britney Spears uh, VMA outfit. All right, so up next in the, the uh, workroom from season 10, we have Mayhem Miller. Okay, this is where I'm going to be changing because she came to end the party. I love Mayhem. She is, I, she's a wonderful, she's incredibly nice in person. I meet a lot of drag queens, and I do kind of <laughs> take, take stock of their, um, how pleasant they are, which, you know, they can be hit or miss, and there's a lot of horror stories, but genuinely, everyone I've met has been wonderful. Mayhem has such wonderful drag. She's been doing drag for a really long time. I think 15 plus years of doing drag. That's a good, that's a decent career. Yes. She, even when she walked into season 10, she had, it wasn't an extravagant uh, gown, but it was beautiful maroon uh, velvet number that I thought was lovely. She came in and uh, um, uh, am. I have owned this Amazon bodysuit. I had to return it because she ain't fit. <laughs> I've owned this before. She at least stoned it. You get, she give, and, me, and, we'll, and I also give her the... Oh, that uh, bodysuit is sturdy as hell. Because normally when you like get a bodysuit for like $24.99 on Amazon, it is pretty thick. It's real leg avenue. Uh-huh. Like, that, one, that one, like, you know, the structure worked. I thought she looked like a damn dominatrix cabbage, cabbage patch kid. I... <laughs> But I'm shady. Hey, I said I was reserving mine. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I was true. I was truly disappointed in this look. Um, I mean, other than that, I'm I'm really excited to see what a mayhem has to bring. I'm glad that she has another opportunity. She tends to get lumped in with those California girls, and she really is a sort of a a, a really great shining star of those. Was it Riverdale? What's it called? Oh, uh, Long Beach? Uh, Sacramento. Uh, SoCal. Sure. Um, SoCal. Is it, but, you know, Lumpton with those girls, the Deltas, uh, formerly Detox, who is now in Chicago. Uh, Mariah, Morgan. who is there now. Morgan, you know, all of those girls. And she really is a shining star. I mean, remember that crevice look, crevice look she did for um, the Christmas episode? Everything. Even the, everything, down to the entrance. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I was just really disappointed that this was sort of her interest look. But either way, lovely queen. I can't wait to see what it is that she does for season 10. Uh, sorry, for All Stars 5. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't have that much of an issue with the <laughs> bodysuit. I didn't. I had more of an issue with the wig, but the, the bodysuit was, was, body was fine to me. I thought that it was, it was what it was. You know, it was another bodysuit walking into the workroom. Yeah, but if you're going to have a, a bodysuit walking into All-Stars 5, don't you want, like, the bodysuit? Like I said, it was another bodysuit walking into the workroom. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't the bodysuit, but it was a bodysuit. It, it, you know, it did its job. It covered her up, right? I just feel like... 
and I'm really not trying to read, read down. I'm just saying, like, if you're walking into All Stars Five, like, and this yeah, is you want to shut it down, right? But I don't let me think that we closed temporary for cleaning when she. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even out to lunch. <laughs> We weren't taking a smoke break at that point. We weren't even taking a smoke break. Yeah, we yeah, were. We, we were firmly at our uh, at our cash registers, waiting on customers. I think we were in a staff meeting at the time. Like I don't think anything <laughs> shut down. It was it was very much so. Did you hear that? But I like her. I like her. Her. It's so funny that we're at the point of drag race now where everyone has to have a catchphrase when right. they walk in the door. I liked her phrase when she walked through. What's cool? what, would your, what would your drag race uh, phrase be? I don't know, because I'm not good at on-the-spot stuff. Oh, here we go with this shit again. I'm <laughs> the not! This, the name of this podcast all over again, what you did come up with. Have you not? <laughs> what you came up with. Have you not met me? I'm not good. It's, it's like uh, the reverse of the Juju B phrase from season two when Juju says, I'm a funny bitch, but I don't write no jokes. <laughs> I'm, the re- <laughs> I'm the reverse. Uh, I, well, I... Wanted to walk in. I wanted to. I always want to like rep- represent like PG County down because I want to be like Isis King when she went on Top Model and she didn't say what city she was from. Under her name, it said PG County. Because <laughs> somebody needs to PG County. You know, PG County is also massive. Like they, she could literally like this could be anywhere from like Bowie to Oxon Hill. That's true. So which what, also which. Continues my frustration with why PG County people always say they're from DC. That is a whole other discourse that we are ha- we are we can uh, <laughs> can uh, unpack at a later time. I think I wrote a post about it on Facebook at one point about why we explain it that way. Um, anywho, when I walk into the work room, I'm gonna say, "I'm twinkle motherfucking toes of the PG County motherfuckings." <laughs> And then we would go into my interview part. My name is Twinkle Motherfucking Toes. If they let me say motherfucking. <laughs> I hope they let me say motherfucking. Um, they, they are not. They are not. not they there. will not. They're going to hit me like Jansport. I'm uh, Twinkle. Because <laughs> <laughs> Toes is trademarked by um, Dr. Scholes. Right. Who's <laughs> <laughs> next? Um, so last to enter, shutting it down finally on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars after media campaign. Yes, it's funny that it's, she finally gets in on an election year. It's on China <laughs> shutting it down, giving production value. Yes, right she, because she was stuck it's All Stars This is what I'm talking about. See, this is the shit I'm talking about because you see, Mayhem walked in in an Amazon bodysuit, which is. <laughs> I'm not shitting on an Amazon bodysuit. Okay, I have a number of Amazon bodysuits. Listen, I'm known to piecemeal a costume together. But then imagine having to go right before Angina walks in in this gorgeous piece. Um, well, do you think that do you think that they all are like in a line in the back? No, they're definitely not. Yeah. Definitely so, I mean, not. she doesn't know that she is, I mean, she had to have known coming in with that bodysuit that she definitely <laughs> wasn't serving, you know, the deadliest snatch. But out, <laughs> bass. <laughs> so talk about this. Talk about this look because we we talked about it a little bit, and I know it's this it's this blue and white and gold piece that is a callback to um, a Filipino superhero that um, Angina says it's um it has a lot of really great movement and just the way that it's designed where it's 
not actually moving itself. It's just the way that the uh, the print is done on the piece. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. It's extravagant. And it's not swallowing her. And Aunt Gina is like uh, a buckle five minus 25. Yeah, and she's is not a big queen. And a keyboard elf. So <laughs> this could have easily absorbed her, and it didn't. And I really, really, really love this garment on her. Yeah, and I like the... Something that I, I liked a lot about it was the contrast and textures. Uh, and uh, fabric, uh, because you know, you have this almost animated, uh, looking blue like waves coming from the shoulders and the head, and then it's contrasted with this beadwork that's like hanging down, uh, and then there's the gold. Um, someone was saying somewhere that they had an issue with the her having a bodysuit on underneath this as well. I didn't mind that as much. Uh, I could have, really? yeah, the, the cape, I could have, I could take it or leave it, but the entire look, you can't argue. Right. It's the best look that comes in, in the that opening. Look. Uh, it may, and we'll have to wait for the entirety of the season, but it may still stand as one of the best looks of the season once the season's over. That's how much confidence I have in this look. I wholeheartedly concur with that, uh, sentiment. I, you know, I think they they wanted to say Angina for last because we have been waiting for Angina to be on All Stars for years. Like every mm-hmm. time they announce a cast, we're like Angina, 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 and then she's she's never there. Um, I would have loved for her to have been the entrance look. I mean, I guess and I think that, I, and I think that she chance. needed to do this because mm-hmm. she's coming in as a queen from season one. You know, the season that oftentimes the brand doesn't even like to acknowledge existed. Lost season. Exactly. Lost and all of that, that crap. The season of the, the Vaseline filter. Well, I still contend that they couldn't get clearance on those Beyonce songs. So, <laughs> But they just did Survivor. Um, they can now. But, like, you know, oh. back when they were shooting in, like, the basement of, uh, you know, a West Hollywood Doubletree Hotel, <laughs> the budget really didn't support that. <laughs> and then, you know. You don't. You, one does not just get clearance for Beyonce. You notice they've never just done a Beyonce song. Yeah, Destiny's Child. That's true. That's and back true. then they had they had done some Destiny's Child. I think Freakum Dress was also in season one. Was it? Remember during the makeover challenge they had the girls lip sync. I don't remember that makeover challenge that much. The only thing I remember is that it was disappointing. Um, that Angina and BB entered the bottom, and I remember trying to desperately rework that in my head, <laughs> but it made they, they, those were the only two that were eligible for the bottom, right? Right, and I because, yeah. being so pissed off that Rebecca did a decent job, she won that challenge, yeah, because I needed her to be in the bottom because Chanel was gooped. <laughs> Chanel was gooped the entire season. Chanel was where Chanel was like, I'm about to knock all this shit over. <laughs> Do you remember? I knocked all this shit over. Do you remember when she, the night that she quit, and they were like, Chanel, what's the matter? She's like, you haven't told me that I'm beautiful not once. Sets this, sets this um, during the panel and then shows up to the reunion. And what I can only do, it's apparently they were really expensive pants, but to me... <laughs> They were giving your girl a 1999 Lane Bryant pan. <laughs> you have not told me that I'm beautiful once this entire competition. And she really is. Uh, her 
paint paint stains and we are getting off topic. <laughs> anyway, I am Angina come Angina is the summary, <laughs> summary statement of all of that is Angina comes in and tur- and shuts all of the girls down. That is how you enter into All Stars baby. Yeah, and I like I like when she um went to give Shay a hug and Shay pretended that her eye got knocked out and Angina's <laughs> like Angina said, get out the way, at least somebody tried. <laughs> So we're gonna uh, take big a break. Back. <laughs> big facts, because she then she proceeded to walk past three bodysuits. Exactly. See, I was trying not to be shady in the moment because she, she was not wrong. <laughs> she was not wrong. But talk about eating your words. We'll get into that a little later on. Yeah. Wow. Overall, I think I'm. I this cast is um, stellar. It's amazing. Um, it's not the same sort of cavalcade of girls who also have all of this, um, I think the word is fanfare around mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. which tends to cloud like what you're actually going to really, for real, for real, see on the show. Um, I won't say any names, but I mean, we, we know that it's just true for Drag Race. You come in with this fanfare, you know, does that sort of shift how you really, really, uh, does that cloud how you actually really see what's about to go down on um, stage? It's a lot of queens that... Um, one is a really great mix of old and new school, and there's a lot yeah. of queens that don't have a ton of visibility. Yeah, I think about half of the cast is from seasons uh, before five. I think so. You're right about that. Yeah, and those girls don't tend to have as many followers or visibilities. So Ten this is this, go ahead. Yeah, it's really dynamic. It's a really dynamic cast uh, because you have a mix. About, I would say, I think in my head right now, if I'm doing the math, half of them are from seasons after five. And by after five, I'm really saying after season eight. Um, and then the other half are all one, two, threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also means that they're a lot older. So it's, 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 it's really dynamic. And I think that I like that balance. I also, too, mm-hmm. I also too, a little later on in the Untucked, when we have that moment where uh, Shay, Mariah, Juju, and Blair all sitting on the couch. <clears throat> I like that we don't get into what we saw a lot of last year with Naomi and Manila, where Manila's like, oh, I've been, I mean, where Naomi's like, oh, I've been watching you since I was a kid. Yeah, we have some of that, um, but it's in context. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like respect, and then we move off of the topic. Right. Because um, then she, you know, proceeds to throw her under the bus. Right. Not all could throw her under the bus, ran her over with I know. <laughs> right. Then back uh ran her over again, hopped out the bus, lit her on fire. So she she had to turn the music down. Okay. So she can hear if she was hitting uh throwing her under the bus well enough. All right, we're gonna take a quick uh oh, that's what I was saying earlier a moment ago. Um this is why I wrote down in my notes the seasons because your math is right half of the queens are before five oh. and it really is actually three and down mm-hmm. one through three and then you have eight nine ten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so we're gonna take a real quick uh five minute break My hair is. all right so after all of these all after all of these interests we uh we enter the time-honored first mini-challenge of any All-Star season, and that's the reading challenge. What did you think? What do you, like, really quickly, what were some of the standout reads for you? What did you... 
So remember. Over, oh, so the ones I just thought were really, really good. First of all, Ricky Martin's was actually kind of cute. I think that production did a wonderful job writing that read of RuPaul where <laughs> when RuPaul started drag, the pride flag was actually black and white. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that and I was like, fun. I was like, you you go production. You better give them that good shit. I thought the good, really good standouts were um, one. Derek Barry being on site with India Farah. <laughs> <laughs> this read is all real. This shade is all real. I don't even know what the read was, but I do remember it being, oh, when she said that it's funny how you get fired from Piranha because of those teeth of yours. <laughs> and I was like, and she, and she had another read too. And I was like, come on. Because <laughs> she's relentless. If you notice, Derek will like strike once and then in her head is like, there's like a, She'll pause, and then there's something in her head that just ticks, and it's like, and here I now, and now I'm back, bitch. Right. Yeah. And you see that later when they're sitting in the chairs, on her neck the entire time. <laughs> I like Juju is always just really, really good at uh, reading. When she gave us the iconic Tyra, is your barbecue canceled because your grill is fucked? Ah, uh, that's still one of the best reads. We still go back to that as being one of the best reads. It, I, I think it might be the probably the best read um, in reading history. <laughs> it's 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 the uh, war and peace of reads. It's, it's the know. war and peace. All right, she's she should be a poet laureate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get that one, and then oh, and then calling uh, Mayhem Miller was also I thought was pretty damn funny. Or Mayhem yeah. Miller was good. I like I love a good play on words. I love you know, yeah. puns. And then Blair St. Clair, who, who knew would be good at reading, when she said, when she paused for the entire <laughs> audience to Google India Fair, I was like... That was brilliant. The, the, the theme for Blair St. Clair this entire episode is like, all grown up, girl. Like, <laughs> she is very clearly in, like, like just coming, coming into her own. Um, and she was already so talented and so lovable on season 10, so I love to see that she's also that air of cuntiness that you mentioned earlier is, mm -hmm. uh, is coming through. What about you? Any uh, reads that you loved? Or like Vanessa said, she has, <laughs> I love, I also too love that Vanessa has these, not Vanessa, Alexis. Alexis I was like, has, Vanessa? <laughs> well, what, uh, Mateo. So <laughs> I love that Alexis uh, has these phrases sometimes that <laughs> I'm not familiar with. Like when she says Blair has a lot of air under her booty or something like that when she yeah. first comes in. Uh, that's the thing for Blair. Uh, I agree with you. I think that Juju had, uh, in my opinion, Juju should have just won out, right? I don't, I don't know. It didn't need to be a fucking tie. Yeah. Um, I thought that Blair was funny. Uh, Derek was aggressive. On sight. <laughs> and I also in, when people are awful like Angina was I like when there is a counter read from the audience so when she tries to come for Shay and Shay asks is that, is that, a, that a, a question, question? or a read <laughs> is that a question or a read oh I thought it was hilarious um it was disappointing Angina was disappointed it was almost cute that she couldn't read Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it also was, I didn't understand because moments later when they're de dragging, you see that Angina is fully capable of shade. Yes. <laughs> fully capable of well, you know, We said it earlier. Funny bitch, don't write no jokes. Yeah. 
But a read, a read isn't a written joke. I mean, some of these, some of these people's reads were written, and we can talk or not talk about how, at this point, the girls are coming in with joke writers. Yeah, I mean, reading is a skill that not everybody can do. So, like, yeah. I fully like even with we know that the haters were those people. Their, their jokes are written. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm not surprised. People aren't paying it to hear the jokes anymore anyway. They want to see Nina West get up there and, uh, you know, Christmas bear to no scrubs. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they, don't give, they don't give a shit whether it's, you know, written by somebody else or not. I mean, some of your favorite rappers have ghostwriters, some of them. Yeah, that's true. So we can't be bad. I sounded like Stan Twitter when I said that. <laughs> But yeah, so the reading challenge overall, I enjoyed. Although I can't remember some of the specific reads, I I enjoyed the reading challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't my favorite uh, reading challenge in the world, but you know, I think when it the the good reads were good. Exactly, the good reads were good, and I think that really is kind of all that matters when it gets to, it gets quite you know down to it. It's just sort of this staple piece of Drag Race. It's not really, uh, it's not the main course. It's the uh, the cheese fries with bacon. <laughs> and if it's good, it has the ranch dressing on the side. Right? I was about to say, you need some kind of white creamy dressing. Yes, yes, sour yes. Cream ranch. Don't let All Black Steakhouse not bring me that ranch dressing. I will put my Karen wig on so that my Kate Gosselin wig <laughs> so fast. <laughs> you see, my 75 cents ranch dressing was not in the bag and uh, now it's not available. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like my seventy-five cents back, please. Only yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I ended up buying uh, ranch dressing to keep in my apartment because <laughs> I wanted to make cheese fries. So you could have it on deck, on site with cheese fries on site. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. One read we didn't talk about that I thought was funny mm-hmm. was Cracker's read of Blair. Cracker does really <laughs> good like fry humor. Um, <laughs> then I. I really appreciate Cracker's dry humor. <laughs> so when she, what did she say, Blair? You know, Blair's I only read. I only right. read people that I really respect. So RuPaul, I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> and then she does it again when they are de-dragging, and Mariah's like, "What, Cracker? I'm taking our stuff over." <laughs> and she, and Cracker looks at the camera. She's like, "Oh, thanks. I'll definitely save you if you're in the bottom." <laughs> I'm looking forward to just seeing Cracker. Like she's very clearly already like etched out that she's a uh, talking head of the season. And I love everything that it is that Cracker does. I like her uh, review with the Jew, mm-hmm. where she recaps RuPaul's Drag Race. It's funny. It's really well done with her and Caitlyn. Right. I remember when I before she even got on, and I was like, "Who's this drag queen always yelling about going to dinner?" Right. Because <laughs> it kept coming up on my Discovery page, and I was like, "Yeah, this needs to cease and desist." But also, I want to watch this eighty-five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and screaming about how she's a woman. She's a woman! <laughs> so, now that we've done the reading challenge and we have um, our clear all-stars in the in reading and those who mm, probably mm-hmm. should go get some tutoring, we go mm-hmm. into the main challenge, which is going to be a Work the World-themed variety show, which is what they do every all-stars. But one thing about that, RuPaul, she's going to plug a show. Yes, branding. <laughs> She gonna plug. She gonna brand the shit to plug in. I, yeah, you gotta give it to the bitch. She made it to the Vegas stage. She did, and she made it. And work the world is a huge tour. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if in the history of drag, 
we have ever seen a drag tour this huge. Yeah. Literally touring around the world. I think Bots was, Bots was the start. Yeah, Bots was a start. Ba- uh, Battle of the Seasons for those who are not in the know. So that's why you come here. We be knowing shit. Um, yeah, Bots was the start. And then they did, started doing Work the World. And then there was a lot of like, there were a lot of weird like one-off shows that I couldn't keep track of at some point. Well, I mean, one of the things that happened too with with those shows is with anything you you have the mainstream like body creating a show, and it excludes certain queens, right? Because one of the issues was that the queens of color, in particular the black queens, were not getting booked right for mm-hmm. these shows, and so a lot of them started their own. Uh, independent projects. Like, Latrice had a, her own management company. She still uh, has it, right? She still has it. The Vixen has had her show forever, the Black Girl Black Magic. Girl Magic, which I missed um, when I was at DragCon. It's okay. It's still coming. And they're doing it digitally, too, but it's still coming whenever we get out of this. Uh, and one thing they got cut short uh, because of COVID, the Nubia show. Yes. Right? Yes. With Peppermint and Bob and all those people and Monique. Mm-hmm. And Monique Hart. Mm-hmm. Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee. Right. So, you know, and, and I hope that uh, it is possible for these shows to get as much support as we do, like, the main bots and stuff like that. Right. Because they're doing the exact same thing with less resources and money. Yes. Well, I would much rather, would, I guess that goes without saying, I'd much rather go to see Nubia and <laughs> Black Girl Magic. But you're right, you know, in terms of just production value, mm-hmm. you know, also you know, the money that they put behind, like when I went to DragCon, the cost to get, um, just to get a photo with the Work the World girls was $50 a pop. I was and- like, I don't want to see Asian O'Hara that bad. I love yeah. Asian O'Hara. <laughs> Not fifty dollars worth of I love Israel Hera. No, be be right outside in the line. Like, yep. Hey, you there with the um the, the hat, the Mickey Mouse? I right, can you just duck down a little bit? I'll just take this. Okay, this is this is a face from afar. It'll work. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. In the words of my friend, I know you fucking lie. Your friends from New Orleans. Because <laughs> I ran from New Orleans says that. <laughs> I know, but now it's becoming such a common phrase. It's into the lexicon. It's into just like uh, chewing it has too, but this is this is about to become a tangent. So this is gonna be a real fun editing session, which is not going to happen today. So, so the girls are getting ready for their variety show numbers. Um, immediately, yes. Immediately, we get into the drama of India Farah and Eric Berry. <laughs> for those of you who didn't watch, basically what happened was um, the, the jury's still out. India Farah either was fired or quit her. Uh, <laughs> knowing India Farah, she probably did just quit. quit. <laughs> yeah, well, she quit. She quit drag for a time. Right. So she quit uh, Piranha and then Nebraska Thunderfuck, who uh, was on season five and it was Alaska Thunderfuck's drag daughter. Yes. Doing drag on her own, uh, who was also on a thruple with. Um, Derek Barry gets hired on at Piranha, and apparently, and then all, you know, crazy hijinks ensue. It's, it's all petty work from drama that we talked about a little bit earlier in today's show that. You want to rehash it? Or, I mean, Angina's trying well, to... I mean, I you, pretty much, you pretty much said all there is to say. Like, uh, Nebraska got the spot. Nebraska <laughs> got the spot. Um, 
Derek, I mean, India may or may not have called Nebraska a pig in a wig. <laughs> and well, and so she caught she caught to saying it, but she said it was a general it statement. It was directed at her, yeah. Right. And then Nebraska proceeded to do an entire set about India and how India was, you know, shady and all these other things. So they had this longstanding beef. Derek also alluded to the fact that India is just not a nice person, mm-hmm. which Fair has also Fair has also Fair from season ten has also uh, confirmed or you know co-signed, mm-hmm. and there may be some truth in that. You know, what I mean, India, India gives that's kind of her aura, so there may be some truth to that. Uh, but I definitely still side with India and <laughs> if we're taking sides in this beat. I side with anybody against Derek Barry. Because Derek's behavioral season ten still eight. It's just oh yeah. Why do I want to put everybody in season ten? Yes. Well you here here's the gag. When I was writing my notes, I went back and I was like, why did I write Brittany? <laughs> Wherever that girl was, whoever that girl is, mm-hmm. we didn't appreciate her behavior. Yeah. So, yeah. And so they just have this little petty back and forth. The most entertaining part of it for me is that the other queens are just here for it. They're like, oh my God, yes, there's drama. You know, Juju and Angina are just like shady cheerleaders on the side. Um, and when I saw Juju sitting next to Derek, though, I did subconsciously say, okay, I need you to back up a little bit, girl. Yeah, I need you to back out of this because I now want to see you guys being shady sisters for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I don't know why not. I mean, why not? <laughs> because oh, cause I want Juju to kiki with somebody that I like. <laughs> but God took care of that for me. Yes, which we'll get into a little further down the line. <laughs> but it's it's basically a kind of open and closed case. We know what it is. It's not as interesting as I was hoping it would be, but right. I just appreciate that it's on site. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the producers appreciated it too because they it gave them a perfect storyline. Right. One. We needed something to fill the next couple episodes. But we get next, we move into, before we even go into that, Miss Cracker is clearly solidifying herself as a talking head in these movies. <laughs> good to know, because I expect her to go far, which means we're going to have a lot of episodes of good talking heads. Her uh-huh. and Mariah. So now we go into the work the world variety extravaganza. Um, I have a question. Do, you, do they hire, like, a lot of them use dancers. Yes. Are they the same dancers? That everyone uses, and do they come in days early that are on the number, or... Are you talking about for, like, this particular show, or are you talking about dancers, period? This particular show. So, like, Alexis Mateo... I think they were all the same dancers. Yeah. So, like, when did they come in and, like, learn everybody's numbers? Like, Alexis Alexis Mateo has this really, like, dance-heavy number, a full pageant uh, talent number, which I loved. Yeah, I I thought thought it was fantastic. And then you saw those the same dancers who were like with Mayhem and the same dancers who were with India and then the same people making it rain on Shay. Is it the same guys? Yeah, I think I think they were the same guys. And I think that they just came in probably a day or two before. Because you know these things are shot in two days, two or three Mm -hmm. days. So 
It wasn't like the choreography was tremendously difficult in all right. of those numbers. And if you're a dancer, you're supposed to be able to pick it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they are. And yeah, I like the Alexis's. I like that Alexis came out and proved that she is a quality entertainer. Yep. Right. That what she does is valid. Um, I think a lot of a lot of Alexis's journey this season and in general is self validation. Um, I think that's always been her thing <clears throat> because I think it's really easy to count Alexis out. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of what happened in season three is. You know, anytime you wanted to count her out, she was there. She was winning challenges. She was, you know, she was proving that she has something that is just as uh, important right. as everybody else. Um, so I appreciated her coming out uh, and uh, her her talent on set. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with all of that. And it was a, um, a great representation of who she is. She's a proud Latina. And, you know, the whole number was just, enrich and entrenched with all of that mm -hmm. uh, and it was a really it was a pageant talent number and mm -hmm. it was a really well done one like I, I mean i don't go to a ton of drag pageants but i you know i've seen a documentary or two and i just know that <laughs> <laughs> therefore that makes me the knowledge on all things pageant mm -hmm. <laughs> i agree no but i mean that's what that number was and i thought it was really really good it was a great way to open the show yeah um, next up, we have Miss Shea Coulee on the poll. And for those of you who don't know, that yeah, is I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna leave this section to you. Well, I mean, I wonder what you think too. But you know, I first of all, <laughs> Shea's number. What I stand her, and I, you know, in my head, the many times I've played going on to RuPaul's Drag Race, even though I can't do my makeup, um, and then going on All Stars, <laughs> my variety act would be poll, and I was like, fuck. She just ruined my fictional run on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> it's okay. You can do it too. It's yes. like singing. 500 people sing songs. So first of all, Shay does this poll number to her song, which is called Collide. Um, I don't, and I think Mickey Blanco is going to be on one version of it. Um, I follow her. Yeah, I know you love you, so Mickey Blanco. Um, I follow Shay like uh, uh, I watch her like a hawk on Twitter. Um, one. It is very hard to pull on a stage pole. It, it's an entirely different performance uh, because you have to use a lot more control because it's not rigged to the ceiling. So that was one, a huge challenge for her. And I think she did that well. It was a very clean number. Two, um, I have this in the wrong order. Huh. Two, she learned that entire routine in 10 days. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that she just started dancing on a pole 10 days ago. Do you know what I was doing 10 days after pole, when I started pole dancing? Icing your knees? No, I was telling people that I was pole dancing now. <laughs> the world needed to know this is what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, it's empowering. But I couldn't, like, I couldn't climb, you know. <laughs> couldn't climb. I was not taking my clothes off now. People ask me whether I actually own pants. Or <laughs> for the record, pole dancing is not stripping, though I do have respect for strippers and are part of our community um but in terms of uh, holding in general it's not always a taking off clothes component but it is easier to pull perform when you have like a, a short on and a, a, you have to, you need skin exposed to actually be able to grip the pole mm -hmm. um so that and then also it was just a really really clean number that had some good uh uh 
wow worthy trick some of my favorites so she did a flying body which is like my signature number um I'll, maybe i'll post videos on this somewhere so you know exactly what the hell i'm talking about she climbs <laughs> which is already a lot of work uh for someone who yeah. just started pole dancing and she does a hello boys which is basically when you um you jut your legs out from your hip flexors and boom b mm-hmm. get a b shape baby so i mean i love the number i love that it was uh um a, great homage to pole dancing. I really appreciate that because we have not had pole on RuPaul's Drag Race since season two. Yeah, and that wasn't a in the talent. You know, oh. that was just, a, that was a, a mini challenge or a main challenge. It was a main challenge. It was uh, a main challenge. So Shay, for me, gets credit uh, <clears throat> for doing something different in the talent show because mm-hmm. this is always the thing that we go through with the talent show is the girls repeating the same talent. Yep. Um, so I appreciate that she thought about what she could do that would help her to stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that, yeah, while it wasn't, like, tremendously spectacular, you know what I mean? If I see somebody on a pole, I want to see, you know, people want to see tricks. They want to see you, you know, flipping, going 500 feet in the air, then coming down and slamming on your crotch. They, you Girl, know, you they said, why'd you look at me when you said that? Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> the girls want to see <laughs> where are the tricks. Um, so she didn't have that much of that, but she gets kudos for doing something different. She gets kudos for having confidence to go out there after 10 days. Yep. Uh, and she does a, a decent job. Yeah, as a pole, as a pole dancer, I can tell you that was a really strong number. And honestly, better than most people can do 10, de- 10 days out the gate, mm-hmm. especially in heels and in full drag. That's why I yeah. expect, <laughs> suspect that she made some uh, different styling choices because it's just difficult to do drag, to have other sort of accoutrement on while you're also performing pole. So yeah, 10, you know, 10s across the board for Miss Shea. And that's not because I have a biased opinion at this point, <laughs> literally because 10 days in of drag is, and 10 days in the pole dancing, most people can't do what she did on this stage. Yeah. Um, we have Mayhem giving us an homage to her iconic eyes. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a ton of great positives to say. And she also mumbles her words. And honestly, she should have just lip synced that track. I don't know why she decided to not do that. She, it wasn't even like mumbling. It was just. I'm the queen of the world. Whatever the lyrics were, they were just destroyed um, in the process of that performance. I, I, I remember looking at it with my mouth gaped open. Like, what in the world is going on here? Because it was unexpected. I didn't expect for Mayhem to do something that was going to wow me, but I didn't expect for her to crash and burn like that. That was crazy. Damn, crash and burn. <laughs> she crashed and burned. That, that's not dramatic. She crashed and burned. Yeah, it was not um, not her best work, and there is a reason she ends up in the bottom later. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about Mariah's number? Oh, uh, yeah. So I've heard interesting things about interesting people's feedback on Mariah's number because we also are going to talk about this this judging ranking that happened because mm-hmm. some of these choices mm-hmm. were very interesting. Who was in the top and who was safe? Right. Um, Mariah was one of the people that I pegged to be in the top mm-hmm. uh, because she did a kind of like spoken word uh, yeah. piece about social injustice mm-hmm. um, and she was giving you a little Alvin Ailey and yes. drama 
<laughs> funny which enough, is a departure from what she does right which is a tremendous departure it was unexpected for mariah to do this when she first came out and she had the outfit on i thought that she was actually going to redeem her joan crawford for the snatch i game. thought the same thing <laughs> i thought the exact same thing we here right right i was like okay okay so we we're gonna fix this but then she got, goes into the spoken word piece uh that's very serious and compelling the music i thought was interesting um in in contrast to the words that were going on mm-hmm. but i enjoyed it i thought that she was going to be in the top but somebody somebody said uh in a podcast or a recap that mariah was not in the top because she was not funny and during the talent shows if you do something serious uh, mm-hmm. or poignant like singing a ballad or uh, playing an instrument, uh, the judges will appreciate it, but they will not put it in the top because right. they're there for the the kind of like bombastic, funny, uh, or entertainment numbers. Right, and that made some sense to me because when I think about other people that I thought were going to be in the top in previous talent shows, and they ended up safe, it was kind of the same thing. They didn't, mm-hmm. you know, knock you up. They didn't do a tucking routine that was comedy. Right. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, and, you know, it harkens back to Thorgy playing the violin beautifully when she did. Right. So that probably, well, she was in the top, right? But they, they did kind Thorgy of read it as safe. Order. She was She was a high safe. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so she was still in the top, though. Yeah, but, like, Gigi doing, was it, not Gigi, Gia. Uh-huh. Gia doing her number last year. Was robbery. Right. Wow. Completely. Yeah. yeah. No, you make that's a really, I never even thought about that because we get, we talk about this on the line. Yeah. Wouldn't have been my picks. But speaking of being in the top and not being a pick, well, I don't know. I thought it was a nice <laughs> Who are you about to say? It's Miss Cocker who brought back her uh, Dr. Deal character. Oh. You know, oh, I, yeah, I love that it was like a quintessential Cracker number. I, seen Cracker perform, uh, not in person, but just on video many a times, this, this tracked to what Cracker normally does. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice original track that I didn't hate. Like, I was like, this, normally it's just kind of like you were trying to do something that wasn't, that isn't reflective of who you are for real, for real. Like, this was a mm-hmm. Cracker track. It was funny. Um, it had a lot of her, um. Matza Mama. Mm-hmm. The sayings. It, it was very on brand for Cracker, so I thought it was good. Was it Shabbat top Shabbat. number? Yeah, so that, when she came out, and then when I saw that they put her in the top for that, I, I was bracing myself for the rickery. <laughs> I was, because I just knew, I said, okay, girl, we about to start it up. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, I don't, it was a good number, but was it one of the best of the night? I wouldn't even put it in my top three performances for the talent show for the night. Not saying it was bad. It was, it was it was very okay. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it money. And omitted, it was decent. Because <laughs> when we, we're not gonna talk about that dip. Listen, you know I love a little raggedy dip from your ear. You know I love a little raggedy dip, you know. Let me send you a montage of um, Vangie Mateo's dips then. Oh it's, my it's, God. <laughs> Oh, 
So after Cracker, <laughs> after Cracker performs, we get this misdirect. Um, <laughs> India is like faking, is like, oh my God, I'm nervous, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, girl. At this point, I've been watching Drag Race so long. I'm like, I can kind of clock when the misdirects are happening. Right, especially when they uh, did that uh, after commercial break preview and they put the, like, the funny music behind India doing that head twirl thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that that doesn't seem like that's going to be correct because we've seen India do that before. Yep. And yep. we love it. Yeah, so I, I was, I clocked it as like, oh, this is a very clear misdirect. But mm-hmm. I mean, I will tell you at this point in the, the talent show, I was watching and thinking, oh, everyone looks like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, I, to be honest with you, I was like, I don't think there was a ton of variety in my personal opinion. But, you know, they all do a thing. And, it, you know, there's not going to always, at some point, you kind of get to, you have to remind yourself that you're not going to see, you know, someone's not going to be twirling the taunt fire at the end of them, okay? It's not, you know, the legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you, you kind of have to just get through this talent show. It's always the first thing. So, you know, you can choose to be innovative if you want to. Um, that's not even a fair statement. You can choose to do something different if you want to, but what I really thought really stood out was that they all were having such a fabulous time. Like, I can tell, again, it was like, this is represent. This is who everybody is. This is I can see your talent very clearly uh, represented and displayed on the show right now, and it's not you trying to do something that's, um, it's not you trying to pull up Coco Montreux. Right. <laughs> so we go into commercial break. We come back. Blair St. Clear. I keep forgetting that this thing is a singer. Uh, I I wrote down here in my notes that she's all. I keep saying this. She was all grown up, but she looks like a really expensive Bratz doll on stage. <laughs> Why is everybody a Bratz doll with you? I don't When did I say someone else was a Bratz doll? You call may have a Bratz doll. I said she was a dominatrix cab- cabbage patch kid. Cabbage patch. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Dominatrix um, cabbage patch kid. <laughs> I thought that Blair's outfit looked great. Yeah. Makeup looked good. Nice um, wig. Yes. At first I was going to read her for that hard front, but I think that was a stylistic choice. <laughs> the song was the song was the song was what it was. I don't know if I if it was the fact that I'd never heard Blair sing before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very whelmed. Yeah. Yeah. It, very whelmed. Know, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. And and she looked like a um, expensive brat doll. And when I was talking about that wig, it was like a um, it reminded me of like um those like musical video game characters in like the late nineties, early two thousands. You know what I'm talking about? Bye. You know what I mean? You, you ever see play the game Bust the Groove? Goodbye. Do you not play video games? Fine. I don't play those video games. <laughs> yeah, she reminded me of a character from Bust the Groove. I thought she was great. Angina gets up on stage, and first of all, I've been wondering, <laughs> I have been wondering when somebody was going to do a RuPaul song, because if we know what the rules are around getting clearance around music. <laughs> people, I figured that RuPaul was just kind of free reign, and Angina right. um, misses the mark during this, during this performance. Completely, like, what was that? What was that talent, even? <laughs> what was the talent? <laughs> Performance. She, she wasn't lip syncing. Sometimes she was. It wasn't funny. So I looked at it. One, I have a couple of opinions. One, you know how like back in like elementary school, you would get a list of science fair ideas, and instead of doing something different, you was going to do uh, does a potato grow in the closet for the third year in a row. 
Uh-huh. That's what I was like for Aung Jainas. That's what I felt like for Aung Jainas in performance. On the other hand, though, I appreciate that she didn't go out and try to make an original track. Because we don't need any more mediocre drag original tracks. What We yeah. always need more. We need to saturate the market. <laughs> All right, Rubber Doll. <laughs> that was a good song. <laughs> that was a good song. Shout out to Miss Fame. Shout out to Miss Fame's underrated uh, single Rubber Doll. Because yeah. that was a good song. You will no, not. It was, no, it was a good song. You're right. I'm just, I'm just, it was the fastest one I can grab. <laughs> you will not drag Rubber Doll. It was the fastest one I can drag, Jungle Kitty. Okay, um, exactly. Now that was it. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't, wasn't my favorite number. And, you know, I'm really, really worried that. She spent all this. She spent more time trying to get on the show than preparing. Well, I think the one thing uh, that I got from her when she was talking about it later on, I think maybe in the Untucked, uh, was she said, "Well, I just figured the music would play and I would just get up and do something." Which um, happened? <laughs> well, yeah, which is literally what happened, but. I think that Angina has to prepare for Drag Race in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which yes. requires yes. something different than um, what she gave in 2000 and what? Nine? 2009. 2009. 2008, 2008. Yeah. yeah, 2008. Um, it requires a little bit more. Uh, and I think that it also requires a little bit more. <laughs> from her drag character and aesthetic, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if that is developed enough to be compelling on Drag Race. Right, which is why I'm worried that there's not enough... You don't have time to ramp up on all No, you don't. You don't have time to ramp up, you you know. So I'm I'm worried that, you know, she stays at five, she'll never get to 25 and before they decide to chop her. Yeah. Because it's a music the A-game cast. Yeah, and it could be soon. It could be soon. I'm, I, I worry. That, I worry about that because I, I really want. I mean, she's just so lovable, and I she just love having her on t- on the television. She is, but you remember Nina? Nina Flowers went home second, and All Stars won. Right. Well, that's not fair because I wasn't. <laughs> I don't like to use. We can't use All Stars one as a benchmark for anything because it just was okay, kind of all over. I'm, the place. But I'm saying, you know, these the older girls coming and not exactly prepared for. What they got to do? But see, that's not and necessarily the case. BB came in and did well. BB was prepared. Exactly. So you know, you know, you, you we can hold on to like this. Is, it's been a long time. You got to. You kind of have to move past that ASAP. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. perform in the All Stars world. That's just the team. Yeah, because the other girls aren't gonna sit there and cry for over you. You right. know what I mean? Because they're gonna send you back to the house. Miss Cracker was ready to send on Jaina to the house. Miss Cracker has some faces this episode. There were a few times where the camera panned over to her face, and she just, it was the look of disgust. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What was going on? (laughs) I can't. Yes, yes. And we'll talk. I have notes on that further (laughs) down the line. Up next, we have your favorite, Derek Berry, uh, doing 40 impressions in one. Um, Which I have apparently, uh, allegedly, she's good at impressions. Bob the drag queen was saying that she's a great celebrity in person, like, imp- uh, she does great celebrity impressions. Now, 
Is she great doing it when we're sitting in a room together as friends? <laughs> or is she good at doing it on stage? I Those don't know. Two different things. It's it's very uh, much so you have to be there. Yeah. And is she great doing it after I've had several alcoholic beverages? You don't even drink. <laughs> I'm just saying. After my judgment has been uh what's the word? Altered. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. And they were, so it was rapid fire. Um, I appreciate at least uh, committed. Because one thing about Derek is she, she never wavered. And what, and she did, she never got the buy-in of the audience. No. Or maybe the production edited the laugh track and maybe some shit was funnier than I thought, but well, apparently production edited a lot. Derek was on Twitter. Did you see her Twitter post? You know I don't follow no Derek Barry on Twitter. <laughs> Well, well, it was because Bob Bob does the the pit stop recaps, uh-huh. and Bob was saying, "I'm so surprised that they that Derek didn't do Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton because Derek does a great Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton." And Derek uh, commented on Twitter and said, "Actually, I did do them, but that was cut. Right. I don't understand why World of Wonder and VH1 cut them from my set." Um, so there may, and we know sometimes these sets went very differently mm-hmm. in real life than what we saw on the television. On the television, um, I think that the problem with Derek's set is that she didn't prep the audience enough. If you're going to essentially do a stand-up routine, which mm-hmm. is what she did, you know, you have to prep the audience. She just came out and it was like boom, impression. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was a mediocre impression. Yep. I think I thought it was DOA and Lady Bunny. I was like, that's not Lady Bunny. Right. Lady Bunny's hard to do. And the concept didn't make complete sense. Mm -hmm. What was it like? What was it? It was that uh, she was getting advice from these people before she went on All Stars. They weren't even giving... (laughs) That was the concept. Yeah, but like, if I were me, if I think back to like every sort of impression that happened... Mm-hmm. Not one of them sounded like it fit the concept at all. No, it was it was it was it was ill planned. But at least she committed, and her outfit was kind of cute. At least she committed. Her outfit was kind of cute. Derek has this like issued. She has the same thing that sometimes happens with cracker. Uh-huh. I feel like in the body department because they are very thick men. In terms of like the their legs, for some reason, are very thick and muscular, um, and it's not always offset mm. with some padding or yeah. a big, wig, you know, yeah. which makes it look really straight. You know, mm. it just makes it it's obvious. I thought it was just a piece of fabric on a bathing suit. That that's I guess that's her drag. That's her drag. Yeah, that's her drag. That's her drag. Her drag is Britney. Yes. Okay. So you're right. It was. I'll take that back. I'll give it a soft toot. It was all right. It was cute. <laughs> all right. Up next, we have Jujubee, who can sing, and we know she can sing. We knew it was so surprising, though, because we haven't really heard her sing. She hasn't released like 500 singles. No, but we knew she can sing uh, from uh, season two. There was already, there was word of it. She was just a little intoxicated when she was supposed to sing that, season, <laughs> that episode. Do you think she lip synced a track that she sung, or did she sing live? Well, that was my question with most of the performances tonight. Um, because I don't know if it was like the playback on my screen, 
but it looked like a lot of people were lip syncing. Yes. Why you getting ready with You know, it looked like Juju was lip syncing. It looked like Derek was lip syncing to her track. Uh, to me, it even looked like Blair was lip syncing a little bit. So I don't know if it was the playback on my thing or if it was um, if they actually were lip syncing. But Juju definitely looked like she was pretending to sing. Right, right. And I definitely, I, I thought Blair looked like she was singing live, but I did, Blair, Juju looked like she was lip syncing, but it sounded like Juju. So I knew she was lip syncing herself, which is fine. Like, that's not a read on, like, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, You know, sometimes, you, sometimes live is just not it. And to, to uh, achieve what it is that we heard in that song from Juju B, mm-hmm. it was better that it was lip synced. So, but yeah. And it was a beautiful job and beautiful mm-hmm. dress. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful, beautiful gowns. Gown. Same wig as the entrance. Yes, I was thinking about that. Wasn't it the exact same wig? <laughs> it was the same wig as the entrance. <laughs> How's she going to pull a Kahana Montreal? Because Juju, we've already said that Juju <laughs> is the, the Sears queen. You know what I mean? She's going to give you... She is going to be on a budget. She's going to give you JT Penny doing it right. Right, and I know a Juju's vibe. She was like, "Girl, fuck it." They didn't see me in my entrance look with my entrance wig. You know what I mean? The judges didn't see that. You know how you have a cute ass outfit and then you don't want to wear it again like the next day, and you be like, uh-huh. "I ain't see them people yesterday, bitch." Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've done that many times, probably with the same jumpsuit. Actually, okay. <laughs> or like Heidi, you Heidi said, "Shit, this is a good girdle. I paid ten dollars for it. They're gonna see my girdle." <laughs> <laughs> what should, wait, what did she wear that for? Was it for? It was where it was during the lip sync when her dress was coming up. Girl. And she's like, "My dress is coming up. You see my girdle? It's a good girl too. Right, I paid ten dollars for this girl. Yep, burning up. My lip sync. My lip sync. All right, rounding us out for this uh, water top lip sync season twelve. Yeah, heart to break is my favorite. Oh no, no. No, there were just some good lip syncs this season. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're gonna go on a tangent again. Keep on. I know. I did that deliberately, though. You okay. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs> that was deliberate. That was purposeful. Um. So drag is not a contact sport. Yes. Wait. Wait. Why did you want to do a, a a tangent on that? I just felt like it. Oh. All right, and then rounding out this uh, very interesting variety show, Work the World um, Variety Show Extravaganza, is Miss India Farah. Drag is not a contact sport. <laughs> what is this? Why you wanted to do the redirect? <laughs> no, I live for this performance. You thought it was fan. It's India Farah bucking and twirling, which I, you know, any queen that bucks and twirls gets coins out us from me, and she. To uh, iconic drag is not a contact sport, famously said by RuPaul's drag RuPaul, season three when uh, Miss Mimiam first decided to Hulk uh, yes. smash that bitch. <laughs> and also something I liked about it, it was the same thing that was going on in Alexis, Alexis's performance, where all the phrases that you heard throughout were things that India said during her season. You know what I mean? Get her off me. Um, okay. I'm serving glamour. She's serving camp. Yeah, uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I'm um, I'm always very happy for queens. They can't split or dip. 
who find other moves <laughs> to throw in that are just as impressive. So India has learned, uh, I can't do this, but what I can do is a fierce tumble into a slide. Yes. I can, yes. I can give you a fierce uh, hair, wig, wigography. And she jumped into that jazz split. <laughs> yes, that was Which I thought thing. was impressive. Yes, that wasn't the little thing. And I thought that was impressive because no, because Monique Hart does that too. Monique Hart can't split, but she and will it jump into it. me every time. Yeah, it does. My hip flexors make me nervous every time I watch it. Oh, God. When she came down, especially because India had all that padding on, so it just looked heavier. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she oh. and, she, and, you know, I'm not surprised that she did well. First of all, the mixed misdirect was wrong. But and I'm not surprised that she did that well because I remember seeing her perform um, during one of the reunion uh, opening shows, and mm-hmm. she was bucking I remember and, that. And, and her full, you know, she, they love I, those asymmetrical dance costumes. Sometimes irk my nerves. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is traveling in the wrong way. Yeah, but, you know, it was very India Farah. Uh, she turned it out. She gave you the little whiplash. With mm-hmm. the and to me, I thought this was the best number of the night. Oh, wow. You thought it was the best? Let me think. It was the one that entertained me the most. Yeah, it had, it had the most excitement. Yeah. It, if, if, if it was up to me, um, and we were doing... Well, if it was up to me, India, Mariah, uh, Alexis, and Jujubee would be the four people that I would have had on stage you know what I mean? Is the top or three the three tops? India, Mariah, and maybe Alexis or Juju. Yeah, I, I would can see that on stage as the three tops, and then you know the three bottoms would have been the exact ones that the judges picked. Right, right. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. That makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, yeah. it's okay. The winner of uh, All Stars. Nope, that's a lie. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, the winner of this All Stars is not going to be the winner of this challenge. So. I was going to say, I said, I was about to say, the winner of All Stars never wins the variety show, and that's a lie, because uh, Trinity won the variety show last year, uh, and also which was debatable. We'll get into that in a future episode. <laughs> yes. Ooh, the placements in that variety show. So we end up with uh, three tops and three bottoms on the stage, right? We the tops being uh, Cracker, Alexis, and India. The bottoms being Mayhem, Angina, and Derek. And for the most part, I agree with the decisions. I would have switched uh, maybe Cracker out for Mariah or mm-hmm. Juju. But for the most part, I thought it was accurate. And I'm happy to see Alexis at the top. <clears throat> happy yeah. to see India. I'm actually happy, with the exception of Cracker, I think that those are two people who I wouldn't have guessed would be, you know, in the top, just based off of the cast, right? The two mm-hmm. older girls. We've talked about this: two older girls, less represented, blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I'm I. You love to see it. You love to see mm-hmm. it. We and love it was to see it. Two uh, big pageant numbers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know. and it makes sense though because if we're talking about impact on the stage, you know. What what does the crowd go up for? They go mm-hmm. up for you know what I mean, right? The the show, the the circus, right? right? Yeah, and overall, I think it was a pretty solid variety show too. I think um, I would have loved to have seen. It was not my favorite variety show of all of them, 
Um, I would have loved to have seen more variety of things, but just looking at sort of how everything played out, the way that these tops and bottoms went mm -hmm. was accurate. Um, they critique all of the girls. Alexis, I'm so happy to see Alexis getting good critiques from Michelle. <laughs> right. Michelle used to love to read her. Even Alexis talks about the relationship on Hate Queen, too. Yeah. Alexis had a good Hate Queen. I she was just a, watching that the other day. I have a box cutter. She had a good hate queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad she has some really good critiques. Uh, Cracker had also some amazing ones and talk about her being uh, funny and glamorous. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, the winner of this week's challenge is India Farah. The misdirect was a liar. And yes. I'm happy to see that she won this challenge. Congratulations, India. So we can get an actual soundboard. Right. <laughs> and at that very moment, at that <laughs> moment, I knew. Derek was going home. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I knew they've spent the entire episode building this shit up. I mm -hmm. said, "There's no way in hell Derek is not going to be up for elimination after this." Yes. Do you agree that the top bottom two should have been Mayhem and Derek, or you think Aunt Gina should have been on the bottom? Mm, no, because while Aunt Gina wasn't the most entertaining. Mm -hmm. To me, she didn't flub like Mayhem did. Mayhem right. legit messed up her set. Right. Um, Good point. And if I'm going to go between Derek and Angina, Angina was a little bit more entertaining mm -hmm. to me than Derek was. Um, yeah. So I thought that the bottom two was accurate. Right. Um, all three of those numbers were not my favorite. I think your explanation makes sense. Angina's was at least more committed and like you couldn't tell if there was an actual mess up. I don't personally ding people for messing up in numbers. I mean, I've fallen out of poll tricks before in the middle of performances and had to twerk it out in the middle. You know, mm -hmm. I, I judge based on the recovery. Um, yeah. And Mayhem never recovered. Because <laughs> no, she messed up for the entirety of the performance. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Derek's I just thought was... I really appreciate that Derek committed, and that's what I like about Derek Berry. She commits, but it it was it was DOA to me. So yeah. the bottom two made sense, but I mean, this still worries me for Angina. Yeah, because you mm -hmm. were you wonder if this is an indication of what's to come, right? And it could not be. I mean, remember Monet Exchange did terribly in the variety show last year. Ugh. And then she yes. ended up winning. We will not talk about your opinions on that because we are over. I, I wasn't going to give you that. I wasn't going to give you that. No, you'd be, you be ready to talk about that time. <laughs> I wasn't going to give you that. Um, so, so for people listening who don't know, uh, the elimination process in All Stars 5 uh, goes as follows. Uh, so there's one top queen as opposed to two top queens uh, lip syncing for their legacy. There's one top queen who will make their own decision as to who they think out of the bottom two queens should go home. There's also a voting process amongst the other queens, the safe queens, uh, and they all vote on who they think out of the bottom two should go home. Right. Uh, the top queen then lip syncs against a lip sync assassin, and the judges, I've guessed, or the producers, uh, pick a queen who is known for a fierce lip sync 
um, and who was known as a lip sync assassin. They picked them to return to the stage to lip sync against the top queen. Should the top queen win, they decide who goes home. Should the lip sync assassin win, the group's vote uh, decides who goes home. So we get a little survivor. Um, I'm not going to give up. Right. Um, Outwits, Outlast. So we... And it sounds like a whole hell of a lot. Like I'm, if I, I can see myself, if I was contesting and them explaining that to me on stage, <laughs> having like a mental breakdown. Like what? What? Can I have a flashcard, um, please? A cheat sheet? Right. I need a bit. I need a diagram. <laughs> I need a flowchart. Um, but Get Doctor House in here, damn it! Get Doctor House in here. <laughs> right. But it's not a lot. It's not a lot in practice. Once you see it, then it's like okay. Well, that's how that works. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I mean, if. if it's, it's, it just it's sounds a lot of like elements, yeah. But I didn't think it was. Um, I didn't find it complicated. I just find it kind of um, cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like an assembly line of a process. <laughs> and and if the all star the lip sync assassin oh, yes. wins the lip sync, not only do they reveal who the lip sync is for the girls' vote. Which I'm interested to see if they're gonna actually know who voted individually in the next. They episode. showed that, but they did you watch the untucked? I saw yes, I saw that, I saw that, but like, are they gonna like make them like go? Okay, well, hey, girl, I voted. Like, are they are forcing them to do that or no? Well, they just were in the untucked at the end. They revealed who voted for who. No, I saw I saw that the one where they did it in the mirror. I did see that. Yeah, but I, you mean will the girls know? I mean, they they may hash it out a little bit. I mean, that's that's a point of strategy, girl. It is a point. And speaking of strategy, so we saw a lot of that in the background, yes. right? Where we saw Mayhem strike, attempt to strike an alliance with India Farah, uh, saying, you know, you save me. If you're ever in the bottom, I'll save you, which I'm, I'm not a fan of people doing because you don't know if that girl ends up in the bottom and it's your good Judy who mm-hmm. she's in the bottom with. Mm-hmm. there's about to be some mess. Yeah. Um, and also, is India Farah the person you're striking an alliance with? Will she be in the top again? Well, who knows? Did we think she was going to be in the top this week? Because I sure <laughs> didn't. <laughs> this is true. I didn't. I it was like, oh! Caught a bitch off guard. Um, I am a full believer in the integrity of competition. <laughs> Jada Essence Hall hitting my mic, so let me stop. Um, I am a full <laughs> believer in integrity of competition, so I don't be- I don't like like this is not real world world rules world rules challenge. Like <laughs> this is not fucking celebrity big brother two electric boogaloo. Like so I'm like not a fan of alliances, but like we'll see how that we we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm not putting too much salt in uh, not but this is this is what production has wanted since All Stars Two, yes. right? That's why they have started. That's why they started these these rule shifts. They want to see Survivor. They want to see the girls form alliances. They want that drama, and they never. I feel like they never fully got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, they got it in pieces, right? So you got it a little bit when the girls refused to send Roxy home for mm-hmm. an entire season. You know, you have Alyssa and Tatiana being screwed over. Uh, or you uh, got it. when uh, Naomi sent home Manila. You got it when Naomi sent home Manila. 
you saw Shangela try to work it when she was going to her Daenerys Targaryen tirade and all. I believe that that was strategy, personally. <laughs> Everyone believes that. I was like, no, it was just like time for Chief to go home. <laughs> it was really bad. God, you know what? It also this is really small, really small tangent. It's okay. We're like seven I, hours into the recording. <laughs> I'm ordering for eats. It's good. I really yeah. love seeing Chancellor back on my TV when she came back on. When she was going off about being the Daenerys Targaryen of drag, I said, you know what? I'm getting. It. Yeah, I'm getting. What did she call herself? The Nancy Drew. Right. I was yeah. getting that. I was getting that. I said, oh, this is why I love Chancellor. <laughs> no, yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of Alliance. I remember Thorgy tried to do that in season three with, um, God, it wasn't Changela. It was Trick. Was it Trixie? No, it wasn't Trixie because Trixie wasn't winning shit. No, it, it must have been. It has to have been Changela because I remember her distinctly going, I'm open to an alliance, and Changela had gone up against Bendela Crown. Yeah, it was Changela. It was Changela. Yeah, because she was talking about she was getting her seven kingdoms. And then <laughs> Shangela promptly sent that ass home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that on that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, I, I really hated it when Naomi sent home uh, Manila, especially under disguise that, like, well, Latrice saved me last week. No, Latrice had to send Valentina home because Valentina ain't do shit. She did the worst the week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. But, you know, it was it was simultaneously something that we hate to see, but something that, well, me personally, because I'm a messy bitch, <laughs> something that we <laughs> have been waiting. You know, it's like, oh, yes, somebody's pulling the patch. And it makes it, it does screw with the integrity of blah, blah, blah. You know, people who are doing a good job go home. Right. Um, <laughs> looking at you. Take I'm, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. Miss, I look uh, fantastic. We're not losing this today, girl. <laughs> the world needs to know. <laughs> but it also makes it exciting. It bring. It makes it something. It's like drama, right? Yeah. People like God, I wish the queens weren't so evil to each other. But bitch. When Evie is in the back cursing out Silky, and then Banshee jumps in, and then Raja's in the corner screaming at Plastique, we love to see it. We love to see it. So, you know, what I would have... That's fine to win, that's all. (laughs) We do, but we also love to see (laughs) the bodies and the weight of this, you know, the pathway. Now, I would have lived for when Derek, so Derek is in the back, and I I see every bit of her flexing her, her Karen muscle, right? Because I see the fakeness come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you right about that. And so she she goes to talk to India, and it's this really, like, civil conversation. I would have lived for India to say... <laughs> And we talk about that because I started to write, write it down in my notes and I was like, I don't really want to get into this. <laughs> Bitch flipped. Right. <laughs> right. Where was all that mouth? Oh, part of me was like, oh, maybe that's her being civil. And like, I mean, you know, don't bite the hand that's about to slap the shit out of you again. You yeah, might have a shot. Know, you know that hand is about to slap you. You, you need to in the words of Widow Von Doom, I hate a backtracking ass bitch. Mm. You're right. 
I would have lived in India to sit there and say, <laughs> there's nothing to discuss. <laughs> well, I, I got that immediately once um, Mayhem came over and India goes, bitch, you know I'm a fan of you. I was like, well, that's, <laughs> well, <laughs> sending Derek Barry to the house. See, we knew she was going to the house. We knew it. Well, for those of you who are still uh, who are listening, uh, pretend you didn't hear that because we go into the lip sync <laughs> and we discover that the lip sync assassin is the winner of season eleven. Miss in uh, bitch, season eleven, Miss <laughs> <laughs> India Fair, <laughs> the real winner of season eleven, India Fair. Uh, <laughs> India Fair is breastplate, the real winner. <laughs> <laughs> She paid $300 for that. We ain't talk about it, but she brought that bitch back. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she dusted that. Dust up that bitch. <laughs> packed it up in this one little bag, one of the five containers that they're allowed to have. And then she, she saved it. She saved <laughs> it. Um, it's Evie Oddly. So, um, one, I'm excited to see Eve, Evie back. Uh, what do you what do you think about her being considered a lip sync assassin? Okay, so I thought about this because you know me and you were talking as the episode aired, and we were like, "Is Evie a lip sync assassin?" Does I don't know really... what you're about. We were talking during the episode. I don't remember what you're talking. I don't. Remember what you're <laughs> 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 well, okay, whatever. This title, lip sync assassin, is thrown around. You know, sometimes a little too loosely. Liberal. Um, but I was thinking, okay, well, one Evie, the the children live for her because of the one lip sync. Uh, where she tumbles and flips and stuff. And it is exciting to watch. Sometimes I question whether or not it's distracting to the lip sync. Mm-hmm. If we're relying a little bit too much on the gymnastics. Uh, but it's exciting to watch. And then I was thinking, well, technically, she won three lip syncs her season, right? She sent three people to the house. Oh, well, she tied with Brooklyn. She sent Silky to the house in the finale, and then she sent Brooklyn to the house when she won. I normally don't ever count the ones during the finale, but you're right. I know, but if you do, then you can give her you're the right, title. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I agree with that. She she does an amazing floor show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her she and does. Brooklyn together, you know, it's like the U.S. gymnastics team. It's, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> They're bringing home the gold. And, you know, the, so the lip sync song is Living La Vida Loca, and I think Evie does a stellar job. Which was a choice. It was a choice, but, you know, I wasn't so mad at, about it after I listened to it uh, the next day. So for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, I also maintain a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, playlist of all the lip sync songs that I update <laughs> in real time. And I immediately after every lip sync, I listen to the song again to see if I, you know, was like hate it or love it. And the visual of the lip sync helps me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you prefer they have done, though, Ricky Martin? Um, Some nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, literally, be the look of what I do appreciate. I love a good messy ass lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when it just reaches like this point of chaos, and that lip sync at a certain point did once Evie like backflipped her that wig off, yeah, which I thought. Uh, was- <laughs> she backflip and she doesn't backflip it all all in one piece. Like she backbends it all in several pieces. And then she starts like creeping across the stage in this really awkward looking like shuffle. And then India's flipping and sliding all up and so I was, I was entertained. I said, Okay, we've reached uh my comfortable chaos right. for a lip sync. Um 
Yeah, it was all right. It was it was chill. I knew India was going to lose. I knew that uh, India wasn't fitting to beat Evie. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how big because when the when the top queen loses, the ten thousand dollars that she was going to get for that lip sync rolls over to the next week. Right. So I'm wondering how big this kitty will get if we. Because we also don't have an, a this cast. I don't know if they are known for their lip syncing. This cast that we have, if we have any fierce lip syncers in the cut. Well, let's let's think about let's think about the cast real quick. Who's won a lip sync? Shay has won a lip sync. Lip sync. But I, did I, but I that wasn't that spectacular. Exactly. It was against Nina Benina Brown, and Nina was done at that point. Uh, <laughs> Nina Nina was like, call my Uber. Cracker lost to Cameron Michaels. Uh-huh. Um, Mayhem beat Yuhua Hamasaki, but was sent home by uh, by uh, Monet. Monet. Derek sent home uh, Robbie. Robbie. But it was to it was to um, Icon of Pop. Right. I don't care. Um, yeah. Mariah lost her first lip sync. Lost her lip sync. India Farrah won a lip sync, but Truly, just she lost to um, Stacey Lane Matthews. Right. No, I mean, and I'm not even thinking about just if these people have like won or lost. I'm thinking about their actual ability. Like, do they? You know what I mean? Right. But like, you know, I think a part of the reason why we, uh, if we're gonna like visually look at, I look at them against a lip sync assassin. Mm-hmm. You know, what additional evidence do we have that we've seen on the show? Blair lost. Yep. But we don't really have anything to go against them unless you actually follow them off the show and know how they perform. Right. Uh, and just stylistically, in terms of who is just um, who are just like slayers of a lip sync, I think the best one is Shay Coulet. Maybe Mayhem. Mayhem is, has a Mayhem, lot of personality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll give that to Mayhem too. But like, I don't think I've ever seen Mariah lip sync. Yeah, I've seen her lip sync. Mariah can't move. Like Mariah. Mariah can run into a split, which she doesn't feature that much. Um, I have to do that. She does know how to move. Um, Cracker knows how to do all of those movements, whether or not it's on rhythm. In so the words ones of and three, ones and three, ones and three. Exactly. But she can do it. Exactly. <laughs> um, there was something else I was about to say, but I'm going to leave that off because we don't want to start some shit with other podcasts. Um, Okay. <laughs> well, you know, there's another Drag Race reviewer who likes to cat, kitty, cat, cat, cat all the time. Uh-huh. It's not on rhythm. Um, but anyway. I realize I can't, I know for a fact I can't do any of that, so. Right. But anyway, so Evie wins the lip sync. Yes, and they send Derek Barry to the house uh, by an almost unanimous vote of all the girls, except for one Juju B, who stone cold faced the entire time, was like, <laughs> I thought Derek was slightly funnier, and therefore I decided to send on me. I'm like, not, not, no, I don't know. Like, uh, it was like I decided to vote off of me. <laughs> right. Which, hey, I appreciate it. She's being honest. She was just swayed by everybody else. Yeah. But also, let's remember that Derek was her friend. Let's remember the beginning of the episode. Um, with Derek and Juju be vibing, so mm-hmm. I don't know how sincere that um, that comment was. 
Well, if it wasn't sincere, she played that. She played us like a fiddle because I believe, like, because we know Juju is a loyal bitch. Yeah. Mm, well. <laughs> Look at her relationship with Raven. Juju is yeah, a loyal bitch. But then, I mean, I'm not saying that she's not loyal, but I'm saying like, there's also there, there was the whole thing with Tatiana. I don't even know if they still get along. Right now. <laughs> yeah. No. She, her and Raven are like this. Yeah, I'm definitely not question, questioning her loyalty, but like you talk about evidence of loyalty, then there was also that situation with Tatiana where they thought they were. <laughs> of, of course, oh, this was in 2010. So, you know, right. <laughs> you know, wounds may have healed, mm-hmm. things may have been rude and deliberate, people may have been blocked. <laughs> so, that's the end of the episode. I uh, can't, I, next week, what's, what's next week's episode? What are they doing? I don't know. I didn't watch no previews. I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they showed the preview of what's happening next episode. Mm-mm, they just cut shit off. They're like, all right. <laughs> just like, stay for untucked. We never do this for this one. Stay for untucked. Right. Um, I, for one, am excited about this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say this. I've said this 50 million times, but it is really a great cast of girls who don't really get, um, there's a girls who get a lot of praise and girls who don't, and it's a lot of old school, new school, but it's not in a way that's polarizing. Yeah where it felt like season seven, where it's just the fashion girls and just the comedy and pageant girls. Like there was no, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it, they're, they're going to mesh and melt well. Well, it's going to be a lot of great talent. Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to seeing um, what some of the older girls have in their sleeve. Because some of them seem like they are here um, <clears throat> to play the game um, and that they are adaptable. I know that you're not looking forward to seeing it, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the <laughs> drama with um, the Alliance, because I think this cast, I think that it's going to factor in heavy. I think mm-hmm. that, um, I think that uh, pairings and alliances are going to be a major factor mm-hmm. in uh, the season. I think that there's going to be a lot of fallout over group decisions, um, especially, too, when they become a little bit more... Uh, What's the word I want to use? When there become larger points of points of descent in the mm-hmm. number, right? Um, <clears throat> where, like, for say, you have seven people and four of them voted for one person, three of them voted for the other person, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's going to be much. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good to see. I think we're going to get some surprises. I'm sensing some shocking early outs. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the only thing that I am not and will not support from this season is Shea Coulee losing. That's the only, this uh, season is whatever the fuck it wants to do. But <laughs> what, it, what, it, what it will not do is play with my emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of those similar things. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm just I'm I I've been trying to be in like wait and see mode with a lot of drag race lately. Mm-hmm. Especially with like season twelve really was um a great really a great roller coaster and I'm very, very proud of those girls because they had to over they're still having to overcome sort of a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, your season premiering, starting off with some drama, making sure you kinda wash your washing yourself uh, uh washing the drama off of the uh that funk off of the actual season. Mm-hmm. And then, then just displaying all of this really, really fantastic uh talent. So I'm just waiting to see. Um getting ready to write, have my letter draft uh, in template form if Shea Coulee loses. Uh, <laughs> world of uh, wonder. Um, 
to uh, the Pope and to um, Bob Saget. <laughs> the Pope and Bob Saget, okay. Yeah, because, you know, we won't tolerate that shit in our house. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, I'm in wait and see mode, so I think it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be really exciting, but, but let's, let's just watch. Let's be surprised together. Okay. So I have something for you. Remember I told you I had a surprise? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, folks, uh, Jamal and I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. uh, Like, it is our jobs. Um, (laughs) We love drag. We love RuPaul's Drag Race. Shout out to our local drag scene, which I hope to, I plan to do some shouting out of uh, with the 50 million digital shows that are still (laughs) happening because the girls, it is not cheap to do drag. Um, I figured that I would test Jamal on his drag race knowledge with a category I like to call what had happened. (laughs) What had happened, okay. It is where I asked Jamal three questions in varying levels of difficulty about the (laughs) queen who was eliminated on this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) Now, if you remember earlier where I like paused Uh the lip sync song, is because it was one of the questions that <laughs> I drafted. I was like, to, uh, you're like, yeah, I kind of pops. Uh, I love it. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I'm, a prepa- I'm a prepared queen, though, and I had an additional question. Oh, okay. Question one. <laughs> and if you get it right, you get exactly 10 cruise points for your next cruise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They go over really well in Malcolm X Park, I've heard. I was about to say what kind of proof we're talking about. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. During the first episode of season eight, what past maxi design challenge was Derek assigned, and from what season was it from? Oh, she was assigned the... Uh, the first challenge from season three where they had to make Christmas runways. Ring-a-ding-ding. You got it right, bitch. Yes! Yes, and hers was <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah, it was a little skirt and a wreath and muff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Dax exclamation point says, it's Dairy Fairy does Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Miss Dax was trying to read for early on, girl. Right, Next with her question. lumpy panty. Okay. <laughs> In the New Wave Queens episode of season eight, uh-huh. what was the name of Derek's group? Oh, my God. Um, dragometry. You got it! Yeah, yeah. we are the girls the dragometry. Oh, her and Nasha and Chi-Chi. What was the um, uh, shape that was on her head? Oh, see. Um, she was... <laughs> <laughs> she was a was she a square or a rectangle? She was a square. <laughs> square, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a square. All right, the last question. Okay, just the most and difficult one. This is for all the more. I don't know. I think you, I, you know, this is this all come up with on the fly. So okay. for my personal drag knowledge, which I think we know some of the same things. So okay, so I'm going to do you next week. Yes. Oh, I've been dying for you to do me next week. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is in a throuple with Nebraska Thunderfuck and who else? 
Oh, Jesus. I do not fucking know who the hell this third person is. So it is the difficult one. <laughs> I don't invest that much time in Derek. Okay, go ahead. Who is it? Who is this? His name is Nick San Pedro. Oh, that's right. I've heard this name. Yes, they I've say the name it. all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like. He has to either. He's either going to know it or he's not. Yeah, I don't register Derek information, so. <laughs> All right, we have reached um, hour eight of um, our recording today. Thank you all so much for joining us. I think our recording today has allowed um, a government-mandated one-hour lunch break and two 15-minute smoke breaks, right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> Thinking back to my days in retail where I was like, all right, my work day is eight hours. I means I get an hour lunch and I get two 15s. Because <laughs> it used to take exactly tw- it used to take exactly eight minutes to get down to Auntie Anne's, get you a little pretzel, come back and sit down and have a uh, soda. Sick. <laughs> I tell you, that's why. And, I don't, and that's even with all of that, the lunch, and even with all that, the lunch break didn't start until the food was in your mouth. So I wasn't that girl. I was the rule follower. So. Oh, okay. I was about to say because those those are my rules. I thought oh. that was the black people rules in general. Lunch doesn't start till I actually sit down with the food. Oh, I know them girls. I know them girls. They were like, oh, I don't clock out until I get back into the store. I was like, oh. <laughs> meanwhile, right, yeah. meanwhile, I'm clocking out. I was like, okay, I have to just rush out the Chick Fil A. <laughs> Girl, bye. Lunch don't start till you sit down and you <laughs> open the wrapper. It's like, okay, now my hour. And that is why you and I are no longer in retail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, honey, this is fabulous. It was.